stones. Today is the fifth one in, this, in the uh, series on uh, facing your giants. And the stones, um, I believe they went with faith, words, uh, time, action, and today. Now, I noticed out there the stones were kind of tiny. And that's really, it's not our fault. <laughs> and today's stone is anointing. So try to fit anointing on that. So you can just put A and think it's Captain America. I don't care what you put on them. As long as you know, it's, we're going to talk about anointing today. And we all have giants to face. And so we're looking at those and saying, all right, God, how do we take care of that? We've been looking at just, you know, that scripture where in, in, uh, in Samuel where it talks about David picking, choosing five smooth stones and then heading towards the giant. This is, again, the fifth one in this whole series. What is the anointing of God? What is that that... That is what we've talked about or we hear in not just church circles or or whatever, but just, you know, the anointing. Sometimes it's thrown around just almost uh, without reverence. And we need to understand a little bit of what that is. So that's what we're going to talk about today. It's literally the uh, the presence of God. That's what the anointing is, the presence of his essence. It is God just being who he is and being in you and using you to do what he needs to do for his kingdom come on it is just that stuff that you can't do in your flesh but when god comes in then now you can do something you couldn't do on your own because god is involved say you know listen when god's involved there's nothing that cannot be done if God needs to do something, there's nothing that cannot be done. In the mind, the mind sees certain things, and we go by our own belief system in that five-sense realm. Well, I don't see this happening. I don't feel this happening. That's a big thing. I just don't feel it, or I don't see it, or it doesn't sound good to me. If you want to go by your senses, you can because you're a natural. I get it. We're human. But when we are working with the supernatural, we are now talking about interlocking and letting God use his anointing in us to do the things that he's called you to do. Everybody in here, if you've received Christ, you have a measure of faith. God put it in there. He put it in. I'm going to say it one more time. He gave it to you. You know what that is? That's the connection of the anointing. That's the things that you're just like, I don't understand how this is going to happen. You don't have to understand how it's going to happen. What you have to do is just believe. And that sounds easy to say, but how many knows when the giant's talking, it's not so easy. So we're going to talk today about how to knock him out with the anointing. And this is the, the, uh, the end stone for him. Flesh can't heal anybody. Did you know that? Your flesh can't do that. When Jesus, when God in, in form was Jesus in human form, Jesus' flesh couldn't heal anybody. He, he came from Mary. He's just, he, but it is the anointing, the connection. You are body, soul, and spirit. Say amen to that. So what happens is when, you're, when you get born again, when you accept Christ as your Savior and you say, you know what, I'm going to be a follower of Christ, your spirit is what is saved. Your spirit is what is connected, and it lives in a body. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions that, that you know, really, that has to be sanctified. <laughs> because you're used to doing, you know, I heard one guy say, you know, if you're an idiot before you found Jesus, you're just a saved idiot. I don't know if that's true, but you know, understand, sometimes I, I've met people that just cuss, and we use this for like a sailor. I don't know if sailors cuss more than other guys, but you know what I'm saying. So, but, and they get saved, and, and they go the other route, and they're saved, but their mouth isn't really saved yet. Because their mind has not started functioning in the kingdom. Come on. And there, it's a whole new dimension now. But we need to understand that presence of God. 
is what we're after. That, that thing of God that just says that anointing that's with us. Jesus went to the cross and his blood was applied because how many knows Jesus didn't do anything wrong? Here's something that'll shock you. Because this is what people, uh, I, I don't, maybe you haven't heard this, I've heard this. Well, of course, he's Jesus and he couldn't do anything wrong. Yes, he could. He didn't, but he could. If he couldn't do anything wrong, it's not much of a sacrifice, is it? Put your brain on that for a minute. He, in in human form, the Bible says he was tempted just like us. So he had to make choices. Turn to your neighbor and say, this is going to get good. So we had to make choices. And so Jesus, because of his obedience and his walk, and he's sinless, now that sacrifice is the ultimate sacrifice. Aren't you glad for the blood that washes you clean? Aren't you glad for any sin that you've ever done? Come on. Anything that's ever happened, anything that will ever happen because of Jesus, he can take that away. That's a good thing. And that is because of the anointing, because of his connection. Jesus said, if you've seen me, You've seen my dad. And because of that and that sacrifice, man, we can do all kinds of things for the kingdom of God. Faith is our anointing connection. But this isn't news, but we can break the current of that connection by listening to the giant. Because the giant declares and he yells every morning. He reminds you of your past. He reminds you of your future. Maybe we should start reminding him of his future. But he reminds you of all. You can't do that. Look, just the other day you did this. Maybe you're saying, it wasn't the other day, Brett. It was the day. Okay. But I'm telling you, you can apply what Christ already did. Faith is that connection. But if you're not, if we're not obedient, we can allow strife in, unforgiveness. And it'll stop the current of the anointing. And if we stop the anointing, now listen, there's nothing then to remove the burdens and destroy the yokes. Because that's what the anointing does. It removes burdens and destroys yoke. It's not just an anointing, it's the anointing. It's not just like if you're cooking and you're saying, give me some Wesson oil, or give me some canola oil, or give me some olive oil. It is the oil. It is the anointing. Not just a or an. But when Jesus, he was the sacrifice. It was him that made the way. I am the way, the truth, the life. Matthew 16, 16. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. The word Christ in Greek translation in the Hebrew word is Messiah. And in the English, it means anointed or the anointed one. Our translation meaning of anointed one, check it out, is burden removing, yoke destroying. This is just one of them. Yoke destroying uh, power, son of the living God. Burden removing, yoke destroying. The New Testament refers to the gospel of Christ. It's talking about the gospel of the anointing. It's talking about the good news of the sin annihilating, the sickness 
crushing, the poverty pulverizing, the bondage breaking, the giant killing, the yoke destroying. It's talking about the almighty God coming in on the scene and saying, you better back up, partner. That's God. That's God that said, David, you can take him. And David said, I've done it before. And if you're with me, I'll do it today. Jesus paid for that so you and I could be free from giants. I say it's paid for. Isaiah 10, 27 says, In that day the Lord will end the bondage of his people. He will break the yoke of slavery and it will lift it from their shoulders. The New King James says it this way, It shall come to pass in that day that the burden will be taken away from the shoulder. It's yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Not broken, because you can take something that's broken, you might be able to super glue it, or you might be able to do... I'm talking about destroyed. I mean, it's obliterated. You can't repair it. When Jesus and his anointing comes in, he doesn't come in to break the enemy. He comes in to destroy the enemy. He doesn't come in and say, listen, devil, you can cohabitate with this person for a little bit. It'll be all right. I'm going to give you a 30-day notice. I think not. When Jesus comes in, he's just like, you out, I'm in. He just takes over because of the anointing. The cool thing about this is this. In two weeks, we're going to celebrate Easter, and I want to challenge you guys. Get a couple of these. Can you do that? Just get a couple. If you're like, he wants me to take a lot. No, just take two. You can take a lot more if you want, but take two and ask God. God, give me two people I can give these to. Just give me two. He might tell you a name. You write their name on the back of it or whatever and say, hey, you know, I just felt like God wanted me to invite you to church. Now, if they go to another church, I'm not trying to take them from another church. Let them go to the church. But if they're looking for a church home, you might be surprised if God gives you a name. It's probably because they need it. Anyway, challenge you to find two people and pass that out. Two weeks we're doing Easter. But because of what Jesus did because of all of his sacrifice because of that total thing that he did on the cross the crucified he died for you and i then he says to everybody you know what's what's this is going so different in first service um but he, he says to 500 500 people see him afterwards 500 they see him 500 they watched him die 500 people are like yeah, he's alive and then he, he leaves, and he tells them what to do. He tells them to go and go to the upper room and all that. You know the story. 380 of these people go, and eh, you know, I think the Browns are playing. Maybe we should go watch that. <laughs> They're not going to win. 120 decide to show up. But what he does is then his presence, his anointing comes into that room. And Jesus said, I got to leave. So now my presence, my my spirit can be with all of you. And you can do things that you I mean, and people this is what we kind of I can't do it. Jesus could do that. Sure. He's God. I'm telling you, you can do. Jesus said you can do what he did and even greater things. Why? Because of the anointing. Because of the sacrifice, because of Calvary. In two weeks, I'm, going to, I'm preaching a message for Easter. You know what we're going to call it? Nailed it. <laughs> That's for real. You know. 
I'm not kidding. And you're going to come here, and each one of you want, you're going to get a little spike nail. You can carry it with you or whatever, because he nailed it. <coughs> yeah, that'll be fun. First Peter 2, 9, you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You understand that God's taking you. I once was lost, but now I'm found. He's taking me where I was blind, but now I see. He's taking me out of the dark places, and he's putting me into the light places. He's taking my life, and he's making it go up, and he's saying, I will exalt. I'll help you get to where you need to be because i got plans my friends god's got plans for you he wants to see you succeed he calls it done it's in his anointing and in his name you and i are both anointed with the yoke destroying power i believe we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover I believe we can cast out, I've seen it done. We can cast out demons and they have to leave. We speak the word of God in faith and set the captives free. We are not unworthy sinners. The word of God says we are joint heirs with Christ. Sons and daughters of the most high God. What God, we are part of the family. Some of you have lost some of your family because of your walk with Christ. They didn't accept that. I don't like that. You got a bigger family now. And then maybe they'll find the family of God as you pray and you believe and you show them. Sometimes use words, but you show them the love of God. We are the body of Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. People ask me, you know, do you have the power to heal? Our answer would be yes, we do through him. I I can heal, but I. I got to use him. He's the one that heals. Basically, this is what it is. I'm just the jumper cables. You got a dead battery? I can hook you up. Because I got one hand on the father, and I got the other hand that's going to give you a charge. Man, I'm telling you what, I feel like, help me. I mean, I can get some, I can get some current to you. If you are living the anointed life, people will come to you from different, all different places where you work. Hey, I need you to pray for me. You know why? Because they see or they sense the connection. You know what the connection is? Anointing. I know, Brad, if you talk, God will listen. Can I tell you? He'll listen to you too. It's just that I'm connected. So that connection, they'll just, that's their connection. That's why it's important that you and I walk in such a way to honor the anointing of God. How many know that greater is he that lives in you than he that's in the world? We need some, we need some greater anointing in, in the people that are walking right now. I like, I, you know, we hear a lot of people talk, but man, I like people that can walk the walk. And you see, by these fruits, you'll know them. When you're confronted by an impossible situation, we have a covenant right to factor in Jesus. I mean, we live in a society that's, a, I, I, you know, kind of, I, I can't remember the commercial, but there's a commercial where they're shouting for money. It's my money and I need it and I need it now. Don't we have a society like that? I, listen, I ordered two Big Macs and how come it took you three minutes? What's the matter with this drive through We live in a society that's instant. I need this now, instant. Everything you can do is at the click of a button. 
all of that. Come on, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but we need to understand there's a God bigger than a click of a button. There's a God bigger than instant gratification. There's a God bigger than the stuff that you're facing. We have a covenant right to factor in Jesus. You see, Goliath, he wasn't thinking about Jesus. He's just thinking about, hey, we're going to take Israel. We're going to take them. David, then anointed by God, uses the Jesus factor. He's like, basically, dude, you are defying the armies of the living God. Isn't that what David said? You're going down today. So David interacts now and says, I am now, by covenant right, I'm factoring in the Lord. I'm factoring in anointing. You've got to factor in the power of his word. The battleground where hope is won or lost is not on the streets. It's in your mind. It's in your mind. It's in your belief system. It's where you're thinking. It's where expectancy begins to form. God is looking for people that will take their stand. Get your hopes up. We live in a society that's just like, oh, it's, it's just all lost. You know, when we can't do anything. I'm telling you today, you need to get your hopes up. My family has always been this way. We've never had any money. We'll never live in this kind of house. We won't do this. We won't do that. I'm telling you, you need to stop saying that and get your hopes up. What is the giant taunting at you? You know what to find when you find out what he's yelling at you because that's what you know you're up against. As a follower of Christ, we have access to the same anointing Jesus did. I walked into a gas station. True story. I just walked into a gas station. You ever just, you know, one cool thing about gas stations is they got all kinds of munchies. And they do that on purpose. And if you go out through Myers or Walmart, that's why they put all the candy and everything right there. Because how many times have you ever been to the store right when it's time to eat? And somehow there's Reese's or something going, please buy me. And you're just thinking to yourself, justification. God, you can take this calories out of this Reese's cup. <laughs> even if there's 20 of them, it's all good. And now they make it easier. They're not even wrapped. They're in mini bites. Not that I would know. All of these things, and we're going, all right. God, I'm going to go back to my stories. I haven't forgot. I want to activate what you have for me. So I remember I just spent some time with God, and we stopped to get gas. I went into this gas station. There's people uh, lined up, you know, just to pay for their stuff and, and all that. And I'm just walking. I forget what I was getting. I was probably getting a Diet Mountain Dew or something. I don't remember. The girl behind the register, I just walked in the door. Don't know her. Don't, wasn't even in this town. I was born and raised in this town. Just people, she turns around, she goes, hey, all right, all right, I'll go to church. Just leave me alone. I didn't say anything. I said, okay, you do that. That's good. And I mean, I, I get my stuff, I'm standing in line, and people just keep looking back at me like, and I'm thinking, wow, what? I'm telling you what that is. That's anointing. Now, that might sound kind of goofy. I'm not, again, I'm not tooting my own horn because remember, the whistle pull, uh, it's not, the horn makes noise. It's the engine that pulls the train. So I'm just saying, I didn't say anything to her. She turned around and yelled, and everybody in the store is, Phew. okay. So you got to start saying, God, how do I walk in that? Can you imagine? This demon's in my son. I've asked your disciples to do it, but man, it's just not happening. 
Can you imagine each step that Jesus gets closer? I just, I mean, I, in my mind, I can just see this, this, this thing going, oh, no, 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 no. And each step he gets closer because you know what? Eviction's coming. He's about to say, you're done. And the enemy doesn't want that. Your giant wants to taunt you because the enemy doesn't want you to know what you're learning this morning. I've got three simple steps I want you to follow or three simple thoughts. Romans, Paul talks about different things like this, but I, I want us to, you know, the Bible says he was fully convinced. You know, and it's even talking about Abraham was fully convinced. Paul talks about being fully persuaded. Do I have any fully convinced people? Fully persuaded people. Now I'm going to ask over here. I'm going to go back this way. Anybody fully convinced, fully persuaded? Anybody that if God was saying something to you, you're like, you know what? If God said it to me, I'm fully convinced. I'm fully persuaded. If somebody came up and tried to say, no, 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 that's not right. You could say, you can say whatever you want. Come on, somebody. I've seen too much. I've seen demons go out of people. I've seen people's legs grow out. I've seen healing happen. I'm telling you, God is real. Anointing is real. Do you have fully persuasion that God is able to do abundantly above all that I could ask or think? If you believe that, give God a hand clap. Would you do that? When all seems lost, when everything is stacked up against you, can I say that's the time? When everything's on the line, that's the time for you to believe. Most people, that's the time they cave in. But the people of God, that's the time that a David comes on the scene. That's the time when a Gideon comes on the scene. That's the time when a Nehemiah, are you with me today? That's the time when someone that loves God says, wait a second. When the devil says quit, the anointing steps in. When all around you say you need to give up, just give up, the anointing steps in. When you feel your weakest, that's when I'm strongest. Because it's not in my strength, it's the anointing. When you feel it's over, can I just say, it isn't over till God says it's over. And that's the anointing. To activate your faith and believe God and do exactly what he says he'll do. It's going to require anointing. It's going to require your belief system to go. You know, I don't, I don't understand it, God. But if you say it, that's all I need. The bottom line is your faith works when you work your faith. I'm just saying. If you don't exercise muscle, muscle doesn't grow. It's a principle. Here's the three things. Here's the first one. Read it. Brett, I, can't, you know, I got trouble reading or this or whatever. Then listen to it. It's got to get you. have to get the word in you. You need to read it or listen to it. So you need to get it in you. Your eye gate, your ear gate, you need to get it in you. Read it. Spend time praying, looking over the word. I'm going to tell you something. Um, I'm going to say mind the word. And so we haven't used that term in a while. So here's what I'm trying to, uh, this will get you to think what I'm talking about. I'm proud to be a coal miner. Mind the word. So in other words, you're going to find out what's the giant saying? What are you facing? What's he, what's every day 
it's your past, or it's this, or it's your bondage, or it's this thing. And it's not yours, it's the enemy. So I'm wrong for saying it that way, but you're about to get it broke off. So what is it that you're saying, I'm going to mine the word? In other words, I'm going to dig in there. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to find it in the book. I'm going to find what God says about this giant. Are you with me? Well, I'm going to find out what he says. I'm going to mine it. I'm going to go after it. Quit asking for everybody else to go after it. You can ask them to agree with you, but you go after it. The giant isn't coming out taunting them. It's taunting you. Go on a treasure hunt. Once you find it, write it out. Stick it somewhere. Stick it a note, post-it note on your dash of your car. Stick it where you'll read it so you can say it out loud. Stick it on the mirror when you're shaving if you're a dude. If you're a girl and you're shaving, then I'll, I don't know. <laughs> but put it, ladies, put it on a three-by-five card. Stick it in your purse. Put it somewhere where you'll see it. Stick it on the fridge. Stick it wherever. Get it by your coffee cup in the morning. Whatever it takes, put it there so you can read it. Get it inside your system. And when your thoughts start to drift in the lane of fear, you're going to have to start saying, you know what? I am not going to fear man. I'm going to read that. I'm going to direct my thoughts back. I'm going to grab the wheel of my life, yank my car back on the berm of the road of God. Because, you know, the enemy wants to get you off. Can I say he's coming for the word? I'll say it one more time. He's coming for the word. What I'm giving you today, he's going to try to get that out of you because he doesn't want that seed to be planted. He doesn't want that to start germinating and, and starting to grow because once it grows and once you understand it, man, somebody's going to hit the light on and the giant's going down. Redirect your thoughts. The longer you meditate on negativity, the more opportunity for damage. Set your mind and keep it focused on the things of God. Colossians tells us to do that. Here's our second thought this morning. Speak it. Do you believe what you say? I don't want you to just say it in repetition. I don't want you to be like the cowardly lion. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do believe in sports. I do, I do. (laughs) I don't want you to do that. I want you to start. Not only are you going to get it in your system, you're going to read it. You're going to listen to it. You're going to speak it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Romans 10, 17. You're going to have to put it in your system. You know, when the enemy comes up and he's going to come up every day, he's going to try to get you in the same place until you beat him. And you'll beat him by the word. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb, covenant, and the word of their testimony. Revelation 12, 11. You're going to beat him that way. That's how you're going to do it. Jesus said, it is written. What is written? He's talking about the word of God. That is the anointing. The word is God. Come on, help me today. Faith comes by hearing. The anointing, the touch of Jesus becomes activated when you begin to get it in your system and you begin to speak it and believe it. Let me explain. I'm going to tell you my favorite food like you'd care, but I'm going to tell you too. My favorite food, if I have anybody in the house that likes this, pizza. Jesus would love pizza, I'm sure. (laughs) Love pizza. And I have my own recipe. I can make my own dough. And this is what happens. When I make the dough and get it all together, I got to put an ingredient in it that activates the dough to rise. And that's what I'm telling you right here. If I don't put the ingredient in it, then my dough just does this. 
But if I put in the ingredient, my dough does this. <laughs> so what I'm telling you is, if you want to rise past, you've got to activate it. You've got to put the ingredient in. It's the word. You've got to speak it. You've got to believe it. So you've got you to listen or read it, get it in you, and get it out of you so you can hear yourself and get it done. Does that make sense? Think about this, the story of the two blind men in the Bible. They start hollering out to Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. And they're calling him the Christ, the Messiah. Remember what that means, the anointed one. So Jesus said, you think I can do this? Here's my point in what I'm trying to tell you is, what do you believe? I can pray for people, I know what I believe. But you can pray for people that don't believe anything. What's the active ingredient? So Jesus is saying, I want to hear you. Tell me what you believe. And they said, yeah, we, I believe. And basically, you know, they got healed. Look at all of those things that have happened. Speaking that and believing, they're saying, we, we understand the covenant. Speaking faith allows the anointing to flow and healing to occur. Have you ever expressed your faith? I like to do things, not just to... to to make people uncomfortable. But have you ever prayed in public? How many are going to go out to eat after church today? You're going to go out to eat and you're going to go to the restaurant. If you go to a restaurant, wait to pray till the waiter or waitress gets over to you. <laughs> On purpose. Because <laughs> what, what's fun, I, was, I know, I'm ornery, but what's fun <laughs> is they'll be, are you guys ready to order? Oh, hold on, we're going to pray. Are you they will automatically, and if you look up, if you peek, there's like tables around. Hey, and how do you, oh, wait, they're praying. <laughs> now, I'm not saying be real loud, but it's just fun. Because <laughs> people be like, oh, Christians. Do you, re- I mean, do you express your faith? Or, or are you just like, I don't want to, I'm not saying being silly or anything. I'm just saying, I, I invite people all the time to church. I invite people to find God. Now, if they're going to a church that preaches God, Awesome. Because we're not the only church that does that. Because if I, if I start talking to them, they'll go, oh, I go to, you know, whatever. I'm cool. That's cool, man. Awesome. Plug in there. But here's my point. My point is, I'm on a mission. We face giants every day. Don't you? So we're going to have to make sure these giants don't live. Take them down. Do you trust God? The Bible says that Abraham trusted God he couldn't even see the whole outcome you know but he just trusted God and I've preached this before so I'm not going to go into a whole lot of depth but you know Abraham God told him he said you're going to have so many descendants you're going to you know like the stars in the sky and the sand on the beaches all that stuff why did he do that listen to me and I, I need you to hear me he gave Abraham a picture every time Abraham stepped out of his tent he could look up in the sky and remember the promise of God What I want to challenge you to do this morning is, whatever your giant is telling you, it's a lie. What would it be like to visualize yourself completely free of the giant? Get a picture of that. Brett, I have trouble walking. What would it be to not have trouble walking? How would that happen? What would it be if, you know, if you have this, this, you know, I'm, uh, this is what's, you know, I've got all these bondages. What would it be to be free of that? 
start picturing yourself free, how would you be different? I shared this in the first service. I know it's, it's about noon. Can you give me about five minutes? Shared this in the first service. Back in the day, we had VHSs, VCR, VHS, you know, the big tape. You know, I, I had a Trans Am that had an eight-track. Some of y'all don't even know what an eight, the adults do, but some of the kids are like, what's an eight-track? It was like a cassette tape on steroids. <laughs> but we had the VHS to and remember, um, uh, you know, Super Bowl Sunday is always on a Sunday. And I was ordained in the Assemblies of God, and, and we always had Sunday night service. I have people ask me, do you have Sunday night service? I don't. Not here. Um, and they've asked me why. And I want you just to hear my heart. A couple hundred years ago, Sunday night service was invented by farmers that couldn't make Sunday morning. I'm okay with Sunday night service. I'm not, I don't have anything against it, but I would rather people just spend the time and rest and be with their families. So we're going to knock it out of the park on Sunday morning. On Sunday night, just enjoy what you, you know, with your family. I hope that's okay. If you didn't like it, I hope that's okay. <laughs> but uh, we're going to do that anyway. But, you know, I mean, I would have a special service maybe on Sunday night, but here's what it, because the Super Bowl is on Sunday night, and it always started about 6 o'clock, we decided we were in the Assembly of God Church, and I'm not bashing the Assembly of God. Um, so a lot of churches have Sunday night service. I'm, I'm, it's, uh, that's up to them. So we decided we would record the game, and nobody was to turn on the radio on because we didn't want to know anything that was going on. So when we got back to my mom and dad's house, we were going to watch the game because we had wings to eat, <laughs> food to eat, chips and dip. Ooh, love chips and dip. And so we were going back there, and we were leaving church, and we're all heading back to my mom and dad's house, and somebody runs in and goes, did you hear the score? It's blah, 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 blah. And we're like, oh! <laughs> so when we got back to dad's house, nobody even cared about hardly watching the game because we already knew what was going on. My point is this. If you already knew your team was going to win, would that make you respond differently? I mean, oh, it's a close game. But if you already knew it might be close, but they still win, you'd be like, who cares? Give me another wing. I'm telling you, this has already been written. And God has already declared you a winner. And so you have to play this out. You have to walk this out. You have to read it. You have to speak it. And this is our third one. You have to walk it. You got to do it. It doesn't happen by itself. Faith without works, the Bible says, is dead. So I'm going to have to listen to what God's telling me and I'm going to have to walk out what he's telling me to do. I'm going to have to just do what he's saying. I'm going to have to watch my conversation with others. I'm going to have to watch that I don't negate this thing that's going on because I don't want to give the giant any more time. Dear God, we've given him enough, haven't we? Keep my eyes on the one that's invisible. How good are you at following? If Jesus said, come on, come this way. Well, Jesus... <laughs> Getting close to lunch. I mean, I'll come. But I mean, how about we do it after lunch? What do you say? What if Jesus said, just come now? Okay. How good are we at following? Reading and talking are good ingredients. But if we don't put action with it, do we really believe it? If we really believe it, we'll do something about it. When you make up, you know what that means? That means I'm gonna, my why is bigger than my what. 
and then my where because now I have a reason that I'm doing this you want to be free giants don't go away on their own you're gonna have to walk it out you're gonna have to declare to the giant not today today is not your day today is the day of God and God is going to get in me. I will be free. You need to see yourself free. You need to see yourself. Whatever your why is, you need to get there. Because when you get the picture and you understand and you find it in the scripture and you can say it out loud and you believe what you're saying is truth. The Bible says his word doesn't come back void. It goes out to do what it's sent to do. Start telling the giant, today is it. The devil hates a deadline. Give it to him today. Paul says, I crucify my flesh daily. What are you saying, Brett? I'm saying you're going to have to choose. What if I choose once? You're going to have to choose again. Again, now think about this. You want muscles? You can't just go to the gym one time and work out and go, absolutely, I'll be back. (laughs) You know? You're going to have to continually lift those. You want to get weight off? It's going to happen by, come on, daily choices. You know, you can do good one day and, you know, the next day you can eat Twinkies and kind of nullify the day before. Maybe you'll break even, maybe not, but, you know. Do you know the shelf life for a Twinkie is about 20 years? I don't even know. It might even be longer. But they are so good. Here's what I'm telling you. Choose. Tell the giant. I'm going to finish with this. We are, I do a life group on Thursday nights here. The Dave Ramsey course right now is what we're doing. And we are telling our money where to go. Instead of letting our money tell us, we are telling it where to go. We are spending it before we're sending it. Does that make sense? It's the same principle. It's a faith principle. You are, you are walking out your life. That's why when it comes to giving, Tithing, first portion, first fruit. Did you know the first portion redeems the rest? That's how it works. Because it doesn't take any faith to go, God, I'm going to give to you, but I'm going to wait and see if I've got everything I need to get paid for first. It doesn't take any faith to do that. Anybody can do that. Faith is, you know what, God? You're my first number one priority. I'm going to give you what you've asked. That's no problem. And I know that you'll help me to get whatever I need. Come on, somebody. It, It redeems the rest. Now, here's the thing. If I lined up 10 $1 bills and I put them on here, 10 $1 bills, the tithe would be how much out of that? It would be a dollar, right? $10, 10%, $1. So then the next question would be, which, which dollar? The one on the right, the one on the left, the one in the middle? Which one? The first one spent. That's how you know. Now, this isn't a lesson on giving. My lesson is this, killing the giant. You want to do things God's way? It's going to take faith. And to get that, you're going to have to read it or listen to it, get it inside you. You're going to have to speak it and you're going to have to walk it out. You're going to have to do it. And when you do that, it's just like David. I got five stones. The Bible says that he went towards the giant. Would you bow your head and close your eyes?